0: This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast.
1: Here we go. So excited to finally get this podcast going. My name is Brooks Like. I am one of your co-hosts along with my man to my left.
2: Up, it's Gavin DeGraw. Good there, to see you, man.
1: There he is, my dude. Good to see you, too. And we have a couple other gentlemen here at the table as well that I quickly want to introduce. We have Dimitri, we have Rick, and we have Ryan. And we'll get to these good sirs in a second. I want to start with you, my friend. You just got off the plane. For the for the people in our community, Mr. Gavin DeGraw, can you, yeah. that do not know who you yeah. are, um, can you please give us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're excited for for this podcast? Oh, man.
2: Boy. Um, my favorite... Topic. Thank you so much. Yeah. uh, Me. (laughs) Uh, Or do you want me to brag about you? (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, uh, I I sing and write songs and stuffs. And uh, you probably know me since you're a hockey man uh, for falling on the ice during a national anthem quite recently. So ice uh, is slippery, buddy. It's slick. Yeah, it is. I wore the wrong shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I was just, let me just blame it at that. Um, and that's it, man. It's it's good to be here. I uh, I hopped on a uh, one of those great uh, flights today where it feels like you're riding a public bus. You no. Know? <laughs> <laughs> great was awesome. There was somebody heavy breathing on my neck <laughs> because they were as they were reading the uh, the directions of if the plane were to go down like. I can save somebody She was looking across me And like Just heavy breathing in my ear And I was like I can get out of your way Right now She's like No I'm no, not I was like No really I can get out of- Anyway So you're coming it's in happy You're coming in happy It's great yeah. It's great to be here That's exciting man yes. That is ex- Been looking forward to it yeah. <laughs> By the way Thanks for following me On Instagram man Because, because we just I've been began- liking your pictures For quite some time now have you? Yeah, man. I said, like, I probably like two, three of your pictures because you exercise a lot. I was yeah. like, I can yeah. use some of those techniques right <laughs> there. vacation pictures or his exercise workouts? <laughs> yeah. Um, pictures of his wife,
1: actually. I, yeah, But my wife, wa- I will say that. So you've been on dance with the Stars. My wife. My wife. Raved about you. She was so excited. And she says to say She's hi. Awesome. And everybody um, everybody <laughs> in my community that I know that knows you. And Dimitri echoed this too. He said everybody that he knows that knows you raves about you. Oh, to a disgusting man. degree. Like...
3: Oh, I, boy, De- oh, Gavin boy. DeGraw, and they're like, oh, my God, he's the
4: nicest guy. Oh, it's like, man. all right, well,
3: there's other nice people. We'll like, allow me to ruin how about their, their image
2: off of him. me to you. So. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I've not met anyone who likes you, so it all, it all <laughs> is out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. either. Okay, let's leave to that. We'll go to Ryan here next. So we'll go to Ryan. I'm going to
1: run down a little, a little uh, bio of Ryan. Born in Memphis, Tennessee, raised in Philly, is a longtime suffering Philly Respect. sports fan. Yeah. Uh, okay we'll get to that TV executive writer political consultant he's got an 18 month old boy he's got another one on the way so he's in it his mom and dad were both FBI agents he played soccer in college and he is self-described as handsome humble and ironic
4: is that super, well? Is that good enough? Even <laughs>
3: self-described, I don't see where the humble comes in. But sure, <laughs>
4: that's the irony. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's the irony. <laughs> oh, all
4: right. By the way, we have so, a bone well, to pick well, because script. on the way here, Brooks told me that the worst fan base he ever faced while in the NHL was the Philly fans.
1: You asked me which were the rudest ones.
4: And I wear that as a badge of honor.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I can't call somebody polite when I'm walking into the arena. I get spit on by 30 people from up above in the walkway. So that
3: could have been Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it could have been.
1: Um, but can you give us uh, can you give everybody listening like something you're super excited about to be on this podcast?
4: I'm super excited because I think what's really interesting to me is that we all have our unique perspectives. We all are at a different stage in our lives. You know, you're married. <laughs> Kids probably soon. I have one kid a second along uh, on the way. Dimitri has 12 kids, I think. Uh, and, <laughs> I mean, Rick we'll get has to that. Two, and <laughs> Gavin is perpetually scared of commitment whatsoever. So it's a good blend. Thanks, bro. You
1: can't box the That's your That's your badge of honor. Yeah, okay. Thanks um but that's exciting we're happy to have you okay we'll we'll lead to going teeing up Dimitri here he doesn't have 12 but he has four kids I do yes he's a writer and a comedy consultant avid sports fan comes from a big Greek family owns a mandarin orange farm the most random stat in the world and who doesn't love a good halo <laughs> uh, and also is described as extremely handsome. you have a very handsome panel?
3: well, yeah my, well, my mom said that when I was young, so I figured it's good for life, so I'm sticking with, with it, it. Buddy. <laughs> yeah um yeah, so I have four kids, uh ten, eight, six, and almost three um, and I think uh you know it's it's funny, as Ryan was saying, I think we all bring something different to the table, which I'm excited about. I will mention that I, obviously Brooks, you're married. Ryan's married, uh, two almost two kids. Rick's married, two kids. I have four kids. I'm married. And uh, Gavin walks in the room. He goes, "So wait, everybody here is married?"
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I think we know his stance on marriage. So. That's not necessarily I mean, true. <laughs> I
2: just was like, "Wow." So I'm the only not married person in the room. It's you? A little weird. I we'll thought get maybe to that. I have a you know a, a teammate, somebody who you know was in the same boat as me. You looked I at was, us all like, What were you guys one. thinking? Hey, you guys looked at each other like, "What were we thinking?" This guy's single. <laughs> Look at the smile on his face. Yeah.
5: Well, I, I,
6: I think, think, are good are think the good news is, is that we're here to help you out. Oh, there, there he is. is.
5: Okay, we're let's here. go we're to you, you Rick. Right you right right You're kind of guiding light. <laughs> so
6: this sweet. is
4: not a podcast. It's an intervention. Thanks, guys. Meanwhile, elevator to hell going
5: down.
3: What if he? What if he turns the other way and all of a sudden he's <laughs> like, "What?" We're like, "Yeah, why are we married?" And now we're all five single guys. <laughs> well, let's go to the guiding light, Rick
1: uh rick two kids he's a 13 uh, year old a 10 year old he's a coach uh technology life-, life cycle solutions it management socal living in north norcal um just joined netflix and i agree with this one man plays the toughest sport in the
6: world water polo i agree with that 100 ah, percent. well thank you very much that's very polite coming from a hockey player yeah but so. i
1: dude i swam this morning i swim on thursday as part of my workout swimming is the hardest thing in the world
6: to me yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's fun and it's good to get out there and it's it's. I think overall, you know, and part of this whole, you know, how men think is talking about exercise and health and wellness and and you know, using swimming as a, as part of an exercise to get an over, like a all body, you know, movement. So I get um,
1: I get cr- routinely crushed in the pool by like middle aged women. <laughs> They just go down and back. This, swear to God, true story. They go down and back, down and back. I'll go down and back, down and back, and I'm like just huffing and puffing. And they just keep going. Swimming is an art, man. So I do. Yeah, I do. You. I tip my cap to you. Anybody that plays water polo
6: is an intense
1: athlete. So I tip my cap to you. Appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Um, what's one thing you're super excited for to be on the podcast?
6: Uh you know honestly it's just to talk about all of all the uh the aspects that we're going to go over today and and kind of d- help you know gavin out and when in oh, his in we got
1: uncle rick here for you With, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: I'm going to be a grandpa when it's over don't worry but uh yeah <laughs> so just to kind of you know talk about certain <laughs> certain things and uh that's what i'm looking forward to you know sharing our experiences Awesome. Love it.
3: Can I ask a quick question? When you said you just joined Netflix, do you mean like working or like you just signed up for Netflix like 20 years after everybody else?
6: No, although, you know, I I just signed up about three weeks ago. Yeah, I have a login and a password, and, you know, I'm actually watching a show every once in a while, and it's pretty interesting. First show you watched, what is it? Uh, Murder Mountain. Okay.
1: Was that on a
2: recommendation or were you just like. No, I'd heard it only (laughs) from a friend. Only. I'm afraid
6: there's a picture.
1: (laughs) Well, we're going to have some fun on this show, guys. (laughs) Um, My name is Brooks Like, and I was a professional hockey player, played in the NHL for 13, 14 years, live in Los Angeles. Um, And I'm I'm married, have three dogs, Um, hopefully have kids here someday soon. Um, Don't have any on the way, but definitely want kids and look up to you gentlemen for being fathers. Um, But I'm super excited about this podcast. Um, Since I've been out of the sport, I feel like I have a lot to say. I really want to make an impact in the world. Um, I think I've learned a lot of lessons through sport, through high-pressure environments, um, through team, which is why I love doing this podcast with other people as well, Um, and really be of service to our listeners, to you guys that are listening, whether it's in your car, at home, whatever it is. We are really a vessel to serve you guys, so I want you to... Uh, engage with us interact with us we have an email men at iheartradio if you want to comment or send questions or feedback insight on the show please do that Um, but with that said we will now get into what this show is going to be what it's about how men think gentlemen take it away oh okay. There it Wait a second. Oh, we couldn't have done that any better so not a yeah. lot going upstairs
2: is
3: that the first thing yeah. did you say when men think
1: yeah <laughs> well here's here's our here's our promise to our listeners is we're going to dive into many issues to that that men deal with um lifestyle health fitness relationship career um opportunity fears a little bit of vulnerability we're not going to sit here and cry but we're going to dig into some emotions we're going to we're gonna try I and promise. Is go
3: not gonna be tears.
1: Who do you think cries first?
3: Gavin. Oh, <laughs> I'm
2: a crier. Yeah. yeah. Are you, buddy? Oh yeah. Uh. I'm about ready to both loose right now on this guy's shoulder i just met i'm about to wet your t-shirt for you. uh,
3: uh, rock stars they're all the same
1: uh, They're all the get so
2: emotional in a room full of dudes uh,
1: but for everybody listening it's going to for guys that are listening we want to provide value to you we're also going to have some funny stories share some there's going to be a lot of laughter that's for certain um but we want to provide value to you and be a value add to your life and hopefully give you some insight to some things maybe you're dealing with or some things you might be dealing with upcoming in your life. That's maybe some of these guys have have been through. Um, And then on the flip side, for our female listeners, fire away what do you want to know that we will be an open book and open source for you guys what do you want to know how men think what we think about our thought process behind things how we approach relationship life career anything like that um, we've already had some fascinating discussions i also want to send a thank you before we really get into it miss amy sugarman right here for putting this whole thing together <clears throat>
5: in the house yeah.
3: A round of applause it's,
1: this is amy's concept this is her baby that we're only here because of you so sincere thank you for the tr- that right. the truth is thank she you. just
3: she really wants to know what men think so she's like this is the easiest way to find out Th- that is <laughs> that is the truth
1: i think so far getting to know her i think that is the truth <laughs> i also want to thank danielle right here for her help our producer you, yeah and Easton, our engineer. Easton, Easton. Yeah. oh, there's a good flex. You yeah. guys can't see it. That was, it. That was amazing. Yeah, He's got 20-inch yeah, biceps. Yeah. Easton does. Um, <laughs> but let's dig into it. What? How men think. Um, We're going to dig into many different issues in how men think on this podcast. There's going to be a variety of them. Uh, Rick, why don't you give us one, my friend, what is going on in your life?
6: Yeah, well, you know, my son just turned 13 last week. So that was a a blessing. Interesting age. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as part of that, obviously, 13 is kind of when they start hitting puberty. And, you know, he is definitely starting to cross that line a little bit. And, uh, you know, as as being a parent, and I sort of backed off of it for a while, he had his own cell phone. Um, You know, I used to check his cell phone occasionally, and I was like, he wasn't being very nice, you know, to me. So I was like, okay, he's going to go to bed, and I'll check his cell phone. So check his cell phone, start going through it, just making sure, the reason I'm checking his cell phone, making sure his communication to his friends or girls and guys is proper and nice and whatnot. And so... In doing so, I go through and I check out his web browser. So I pull up his web browser. And I'm like, yes. you know what? I'm going to actually search this. I'm going to look what he's watching, looking at. And uh, <laughs> I pull it up. <laughs> and Dirt the bike first videos. Dirt Sorry? Bike, dirt bikes? Gaming. Well, it used to be like, you Geez, know, boy. basketball videos, <laughs> yeah, old cars. basketball videos, <laughs> baseball videos, comebacks game of the year. Those were those were the headlines back in when he was 10, 11, 12. Well, now I pull it up and it's, where he needs to go to his baseball practice. And then it's things that I don't necessarily Well, shouldn't say I can't agree with it, but not really appropriate for a thirteen-year-old. Give us the heavy. What is it? Straight porn. Okay, (laughs) videos. So it was like not quite the sports you were looking for. It was like not basketball sports videos. Yeah, top ten. You know, highlights of.
3: So you were sad that it was on his phone, but thrilled that you found it.
6: (laughs) I was thinking to myself. I mean, yes, I have not seen (laughs) these before. I was like, Ah, wow, ah. this is an amazing collection.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he subscribes to the
6: same. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> right. is that my login? Is that we my could, username and login?" We could get a discount. <laughs> totally.
5: Exactly. Hey, you're on the same iCloud account. that so. brings up. His.
6: So the first two had, you know, our Google searches for where he needs to go to baseball practice, which we clearly take him because he can't drive. He's and that's two. real. That's not a metaphor. <laughs> that's, that's, <right>? a <laughs> thing. that's a real. That's real baseball practice. Okay. So We're taking this kid the, over the. The, the right next now. one is, hot blonde milf made to suck. D- Oh man. Cutie gets her tiny hole hammered. (laughs) Well, I
5: don't (laughs) know.
6: So, you know, as his father, I'm sort of given a couple of fist pumps. You know, I'm like, yeah, this is killer. Kind of. Like your
3: flow here, bro. You would, know. So it sounds to me like you would have preferred he dipped his toe in the water instead of just cannonballing into porn. <laughs> very because much these so. These don't sound very like starter level or no,
6: This, this <laughs> is this is not the 1985 Playboy that I used to <laughs> right. find at my friend's right. house. Yeah. So, so how do you handle um, that? Do you have you talked to your boy about this? We have talked already. Yes. Well, so, so, what was the conversation? So the conversation delayed a couple of weeks so it was like you know i was trying to figure out what to act you know what because you had to how, watch how everything because like my thought was you're not in trouble like <laughs> okay. you're all gonna you're gonna find it no matter what whether it's on your phone your friends wherever the co- home computer my login yeah. um was more along the lines of when i approached him we were my wife and i both sat him down and, and he was kind of being a dick at the time and we were like look we need to talk like you're using your phone for certain things and Here's what they are, you know, and we—I didn't go back and tell them. And we the don't stories, have that but- much
2: data on your plan. Is that <laughs> <right>? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's a huge download, right there,
6: son. I would go instead of eight videos, I would narrow it down right. to five. Yes.
3: Can I ask <laughs> you what was your wife's reaction to this?
6: Oh my gosh. You know, she was surprised. She was wondering what was going was she, on. Was she like,
3: "Oh my was gosh, she, I failed as a mom," or "This is no, your fault," or what? He's
6: no, I don't. We didn't really the, look at each other that way, Dimitri. It was yeah. more along the lines of like, "How are we going to have this conversation?"
4: You okay. know, and, and is the onus on the you approach? as the Father, well, because it's a, it's your son that you're to be the one to. I sort of, have that conversation, like Birds and the Bees style. Yeah,
6: I sort of felt that way, and we yeah. haven't had that conversation yet either. And so, obviously, that's next. But I'm trying to plan a fishing
3: trip around that. Although from, but, the, ti- from the titles, the titles sure of these,
7: this is necessary. W- <laughs> <laughs> from the titles of
3: these, these are yeah. way beyond Birds yeah. and the Bees. <laughs> okay, here's a quick question:
1: Have any of you guys had that
6: conversation with your dad or parents at all? I never had that I,
3: conversation. I never had
6: it. Yeah, so the conversation I had with my son would basically set him down, and you know, it's not how did you find this? You're being punished. It's more along the lines of like, what you're watching isn't necessarily age appropriate for what, what your age right now. You yeah. know, um, I mean, there's a reason movies are rated R, they're may- NC-17 or or G or whatever you want to call it, but you know, it was more along the lines of, look, you're not mentally ready there from what you found. Like maybe he should have subscribed to Playboy. But, you did mention but, the word hammered.
2: Do you think maybe he was just trying to look up a construction site of some kind? Maybe there's well, some carpentry you know, skills? Like, like, Dad goes to Home Depot a lot. Let yeah. me see what this is
6: about. The, the interesting part I've about that, that the, the name of his baseball team is called Head first Baseball. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was searching Head first. And then everything no, else, and he stumbled no. into it. No,
3: uh, for, no, he's thirteen. He's a boy. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, a, as his lawyer, nice cover up, but that's not going to work. Yeah, no. Uh,
6: <laughs> so yeah, it was it was more about the long along the lines of like, look, be careful what you're watching. You know what you are watching. Obviously, it's great for us, but maybe not appropriate for them. There is
3: There is something that I that I read recently that said boys that age, kids that boys especially that age are getting they target them with porn. And they try and get them hooked because it's the way to to really influence, like to to bring in the the money of the industry and, and mm. enhance the industry. The and mm. what it's doing, yes, yep. exactly. And what it's doing is it's ruining that because then they are, to some extent, they're they're losing, they're never learning the sight of like romance or this and that. So when they mm. start hooking up, they just think, oh my, it's got to jump to this point, and it's and it's not obviously. Mm. I mean, I have three daughters; it's it's not the way to go about romance is not the way to go about dating and it's not to think that oh my god it's supposed to jump to this otherwise it's a failure otherwise so they they say that it's it's causing a big problem with with kids
2: well that that makes total sense complete sense i mean just read, listen to those titles the, fact that <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the kid he even knows what milf means even, even mean, he's a little kid I mean, he's
1: seen american pie you know he hasn't seen american pie <laughs> yeah right, <laughs> right. Um does anybody else have anything like that going on? Your kids are too young. Your kids are obviously too young, but what else, what about No, but that's
4: horrifying. I mean, it's a fear of mine. You know, I have a 2-year-old son and another on the way, a boy. And so the thought of how far will technology advance between now mm-hmm. and when he is of the age that mm-hmm. he's going to be looking at porn or yeah.
2: I I I have a question. I mean, they have I, I don't understand why the technology the technology certainly seems to be there for uh, fingerprint identity for accessing the phone. You'd think that it would be a necessary technology for kids having their own personal phones that could access the internet. That it would require a, a fingerprint, and therefore it would automatically limit Block some of the their. I think right. there
4: is that technology. I it's, mean, it would be identify the fact Rick that they are a child and
2: right. a <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's it's right. what it was it's my right. phone. A, no, no he, uh, he's really? saying he's saying there is that <laughs>
3: there is that feature on phones where if it's a family yeah. plan, the parent can can put in locks of what the kids can well, see. It. I, I, but he's saying, Ryan's saying that Rick has just failed to do that.
2: I, I'm just saying we all have our identities in, our, in our, uh, our, our fingerprint, and therefore he's probably already documented his fingerprint at some point. Why doesn't it automatically limit his access to the internet? Yeah, you, mean, you
6: can go in and you can you can limit all the access. So why but, did you choose not to not do that? But why is it not
2: automatically limiting his access? Because, because at, at the, the beginning of it, I decided not sense. to do
6: it because I want That's him to point. go watch Steph Curry's highlights, you know, over, over the last three seasons or like he, he was watching things that weren't necessarily yeah. at that point yeah. yet. Right. So yeah. it's like, right. obviously, right. glad we caught it. Right. Or whatever. But, I mean, again, like, to be honest, also it to me, it's actually opened up a, a conversation with him about that, right? Yeah. You know, so it's
3: not a forced subject. It's not a birds and the bees sit down. It's yeah. not that. It's- I will say this. In fairness to what you said, this opened up the opportunity to um, to speak to your son about this. And, and I think not to sound preachy, but I think that's kind of what we're doing here is we're talking about this because this is, a, even though we're having fun with it, I think this is obviously an issue that's happening. And I think just like you spoke to your son about it and when you found out about it, I think this is something that we needed to talk about because I think people can realize that you don't realize that it's happening. It's not like they're going to come home and be like, hey, I'm looking up stuff I shouldn't be looking up. Right. So I think it's nice that we're talking about that because these are things, listen, like I said, four kids, it's like, but first kid, I didn't know, like, you don't know what you're doing when you become a parent. So I think it's like, you have to lean on others and you have to talk to friends and realize these things happen because nowadays they got phones in their pockets and they're taking them out and they can look up anything. So I think we need to have these discussions so that, you know, it can be addressed like that because we're, we're just as blind to, to stuff like that, and, well, and, and good
1: and on you for not shaming him either. Like that, well, he wasn't in trouble. I mean, it might have been, he might have been duped into it by buddies. But I mean, you don't know the situation, or maybe you do. But like, good on you for handling it in a calm, composed way. But let's discuss this this natural evolution in you as a human, as a young boy, yep. um, and not coming down on him with a hammer and um, pun- punishing him for doing something like that. Um, I, I think it shows an immense well, amount of composure and, on your
6: part. Thanks, Brooks. And I, you know, The one thing I think you, you touched on before about having actually the conversation with your parents about the birds and the bees, it's like, so one story, a story I want to share was my dad in fifth grade taught the sex ed class. He was a local doctor of where we grew up. So what was I doing? I was sitting in the back, very back row. So, the, so this lot. issue is hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. With, with a baseball glove over my face, you know. Uh, I mean, it was for me. It was a very embarrassing moment. Yeah. You know, especially boy, when they, people start asking questions and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, so, to me, you know, I, I don't recall ever really having that conversation with my dad. But yeah. and, and that's why something I actually want, you know, having ca- seen that, you know, and then ha- having a more open dialogue with my son. and or probably daughter at some point, is like, hey, this is what's going on, and hopefully she's not watching that stuff. Yeah, good for you, man. That's awesome.
1: Okay, we got to go to break. I'm Brooks Like, and I got my man...
2: Gavin DeGraw. Yeah, buddy. Brooks? We'll
1: get good at that. (laughs) We'll get better and better. We'll get real good at that. (laughs) We're practicing the (laughs) handoff. And this is how men think. So we're diving into a bunch of topics for men, for women. This is all about how men think. And Ryan has something he wants to talk about here.
4: I I do have something that happened to me very recently, which is uh, relatively sensitive. But my wife and I had to go through IVF, Uh, which is in vitro fertilization. Okay. Which you, can for, you explain, for Gavin wishes. Can, yeah, can, you, can you, <laughs> you explain for anybody listening that doesn't know what that is? Can you explain what that is? Yeah, it's essentially that we were unable to get pregnant naturally. So mm-hmm. they take my sperm, fertilize mm-hmm. her egg, uh, and then the mm-hmm. eggs grow. And you see how many embryos you ultimately have after mm-hmm. five days. And hopefully you have a lot. And then one gets implanted, or two, or mm-hmm. however many. Uh, and hopefully you have a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. But, um, We've gone through two rounds of IVF. We have a son now through the first round of IVF and we just went through a second uh round. But one of the, the parts of the process of IVF is that they need to analyze my sperm. So you go into a fertility clinic and they bring you into a room that they ask you to produce your sample. So the biggest stress for me is I'm brought into A small room that just so happens conveniently for them to be five feet from the nurse's station and the reception area. Uh, So I am escorted by the nurse into this room. And again, there's a lobby of 10 people sitting there and they tell you we have material for you on this television. You just hit the power button. It'll be preloaded. It's going to be rolling for you. Uh, Here's the cup. Do your thing into the (laughs) cup and then come out when you're ready and we'll... Well, we'll, you'll be good to go so they turn on the TV for me and she walks out of the room and in the first case it was a black and white porn that was from the 70s Oh, old school with interesting with a guy endowed (laughs) with a guy endowed such in a way that I could not really uh imagine that that was me in his position so it was so small exactly yeah exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're too nice Uh, bro. the
2: tv yeah (laughs) was that the nurse's way of letting (laughs) you know what she's after
4: (laughs) exactly yeah so so you're in this environment and in my head i'm saying okay what is the respectable amount of time right now that i have to produce if i come out in 45 seconds and I say, here you go. They're going to look at me like this guy is freaky. Like he just did it in 45 seconds. But if I come out 20 minutes later, glistening with sweat and like fatigued, yeah, it's like, it's dude, a shift. Yeah. relax. Yeah. You're a like, I'm going
2: to be back in about one o'clock too, if that's okay. <laughs>
4: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what did you do? <laughs> so, so I'll fast forward to the next time I was in, and this is now the most pressure packed moment of my life genuinely, which is. My wife is under full general anesthesia. We're going in for the for the procedure and I'm escorted into the room <laughs> and now my in-laws, because she's going, she's been put under, oh, no. are in the lobby with me, mm. and again it's seven feet away, oh, and God. they say Ryan, you're up, and stomach. they escort me to the room, and my in-laws walk, watch me walk into the door. Like, should we come in, or you're
3: good on your own? You're like I'm exactly. I'm fine.
4: So, so I again, I'm like, okay, how long am I going to take here? But my wife is fully under, and if I don't produce, you gotta going. yeah, if I don't produce, then like. This is going to be an absolute nightmare. It Your was... father-in-law
3: slapping you on the ass and say, "Go get them, Tigers. Go, <laughs> go, bring us a grandkid." So, <laughs> so,
4: this was a, a separate fertility clinic, and this one was a little bit more high tech. And they had, they popped on the screen, and the screen had sixteen categories on it that I could choose from, and uh, it was nineties uh, babysitters, and I big butt yeah. Asian. Hey. Anime, sorry.
6: Oh, I know her. Oh, Amy No, no, no it's, not, yeah. it's not a name.
4: Adult humor. And then the, the one I ended up choosing was Wait, adult aw- humor. Adult humor. What? I chose award winning. Award but, winning. Yeah. I was curious. Yes. What, what's winning yes. awards I mean, in this space? You I want to turn down. Yeah, you got to know, yeah,
2: you gotta, you gotta know now.
4: But but again, it was, like, the most pressure-packed situation I've probably ever been into in my life, was going to that room with my in-laws seven feet away. And how much noise can I make? They put you on a chair with this parchment paper, so you, <laughs> you move. And it's, like, the most sterile overhead lighting. So I turn the light off, and I turn my iPhone flashlight on to give some mood lighting for myself. And I'm moving around. The parchment paper is crinkling. My in-laws are listening. The nurses are Watching the clock and it's it's a nightmare.
3: All you hear from the lobbies are in laws going, That's our son in law in there. <laughs> oh, Listen to
2: him. I
4: came out with a cup, gave it to the nurse, and shook my father in law's hand, and that was
1: that.
5: Did you uh, wash your hand first? No. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> by
2: the
1: way, what, what he just told you, what Ryan just told you is exactly true because my wife and I have also done IVF. So my wife has endometriosis, which she's openly talked about. She's a big advocate for that. I believe, actually, I think one in ten females have endometriosis. Um, And so we, before her birthday last year, we did IVF as well. And I've been in that room. Um, We haven't done the... Same room as me? Maybe. I I don't know. I don't remember the black and white... Important, but uh, but um, <laughs> it is exactly how he describes, and it is an awkward. So doing. his his
2: father-in-law is waiting outside your room too. It's yeah, a <laughs> great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great okay. Job. But so did, did they're you very have, giving people.
4: Did so, you have the same the thing in your head where you are saying, "What is the respectable amount of t- minutes that I can spend in this room that the nurses don't think like uh, I am a freak?" But that I don't. Think, I I honestly just think I
1: went and knocked it out. Like I, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I thought too much about it. Um, it is what it is grab the cup and put it on the counter but um, it is incredible though what they can do like you you have now two children a second the second on the way from that procedure yeah. so um, for anybody out there that is considering it it's a lot. I will say that it's as you know, as husband, you're just in full support mode of your wife. Yeah, my wife
4: went through a ton, and it, yeah, you know, was doing injections for months uh, into her stomach every night with a syringe, and it was brutal. Yeah. And I, I mm. give her a ton of credit I, for it. But I yeah. will say, I, wow.
3: I know a lot of people lived on that, and and it, from everything I, I've heard, it's very difficult, very taxing. I am, I have been very fortunate and blessed in that all you know. My my kids were just just we just conceived i mean if you saw like vegas vacation you know and they said rusty how'd you get all these cars he goes i don't know i put a dollar on, i got a car i put a dollar on, i got a car <laughs> well, that's what it was like <laughs> if it was with kids except not with dollar and you know and, and instead of a car we got kids but so we're very lucky but i, I know that it's that it's um that it's a uh, it's very taxing. and i think it's i think that's probably the pressure that that was weighing on you besides just being next to the, yeah. the nurses
4: station and and what to choose and it's, it's like and by the way, hearing the fact that you have and and Julianne have gone through it too is interesting and helpful because I think so many of my friends have gone through this exact thing and it's become – people are scared to admit it. They don't really talk about yeah. it. So the more that people are aware that it's a very common thing now with IUI or mm. IVF, I think like, it makes us all feel like, yeah, we're not abnormal for having gone through it. Yeah, there's mm. –
6: why why do you think that is? Like why why do you think it's that that is sort of suppressed per se? I think it's like, like it's, it... a,
4: it's a it's it's
1: such an uh, it's such a private sort of it's such a it's between you and your wife, it's or your your partner. Um it's very emotional. I mean you're you're trying to bring a life into this world. I mean for us mm. for but- us it I mean, as a husband, you're just in full support mode. It was very difficult on my wife as well. But looking at the reality of our lives, my wife is a very driven businesswoman, has her career. Um, She just turned 30 last year. And so we wanted to, she has endometriosis, which could complicate pregnancy doesn't mean it will but it could and so the smarter thing for us to do is to let's freeze some of her eggs and if we need this as a backup plan in two years or a year from now whenever we want to start having kids and maybe we can't we have a backup plan but i agree with you i mean it it, has been hush hush but it shouldn't be
6: and i feel like there's almost kind of the stigma of you know it's like that's not successful or you couldn't get the job done or that kind of a you Mm. know A baloney way of looking at it and i feel Mm. like that's kind of the society's putting us that pressure on like oh you guys couldn't you got to do it you have to do take an alternative way which whether there's something a complication or whatnot like i think that's wrong
4: i think the inherent in being a man it's the ability to procreate that's like that's kind of in our dna and Mm. and in every fiber of our being and so if you're told that your sperm are not able to you know need help in Procreating, then it's almost emasculating in a way. So it's tough, I think, at times for a guy to admit that that's something that you're dealing with. And I'll end with mm-hmm. this, which is, we've we've dealt with, and there was someone that came up to us recently and asked my wife, "Have you gone through?" Or can I ask? Like, did you go through IVF? And she said, "Well, it's a relatively intrusive question to ask without you offering it up yourself." But she yeah. said, "Well, if you must know, like, yeah, actually, I did." And the the woman said. Oh, okay. Because you know, we already have two kids. Um, you know, and we got pregnant naturally. Like we can get pregnant naturally super easily. But we have two boys, and we really want to have a girl. So we may uh, go through yeah. IVF to have a girl. And it was like, <clears throat> really? That's that was. It was a demoralizing and kind it's of like, insensitive. I, I couldn't yeah, believe that, that she said it. that. And mm-hmm. then my wife said, "Well, you know, if you need a good fertility doctor, you know, I'll give you our our fertility doctor's name." And she said, oh, no, 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 thanks, hon. But um, we're already working with Dr. James Andrews. He's the leading fertility doctor in all of North America. So we, we're, we're okay with with ours. Like, thanks, though. And it was like,
3: okay. It's nice to know that LA attitude also carries over to fertility doctors. Exactly. Instead of just it's aging sickening. And stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. But, yeah, uh, interesting. Um, but for anybody out there that is considering it, I think it's a great option if you want to have a plan down the road. Um, when I was in the office, there was even there was even uh, young ladies who didn't have partners or whatever, but were in a very healthy uh, segment area of their life that wanted to save eggs for yep. later on. Mm-hmm. And even our doctor, um, who was amazing for us, she said she wished she would have done it when she yep. was younger mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, it's an amazing procedure. So on how men think, we're also gonna dive into some products on the show. We're gonna test some stuff for you guys. And Amy and Danielle sent us all an email asking us what we use for hygiene and specifically what we use to shampoo. And mm. I think they were stunned with the results.:
7: And also how often you wash your hair. And
1: how often we
3: wash our hair. And I really had to think about this one.
2: That's pretty deep. The yeah. last the
3: last time I washed my hair was two thousand and one, because I was right about when it fell out. Wait, did did that happen fast? Like did it just start? Or was it? Did you have like the like ring around? No, there? I didn't have a ring. I actually started with like a little spot up here, and then it kind of thinned out. And I was like, oh, I was gonna be fine. And I was wearing hats and stuff. And then one, day it just kind of rapidly went. And and I fought the shave, the shave of the head for a while. And then finally I was like, okay, this is just, this isn't helping anybody.
2: But, but at least you got like the nice full beard. You know why I didn't for... for a
3: little while, I didn't have a beard. And mm. then I realized, I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, I look like a Q-tip <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I was like, but a Q-tip with like a fatter body, you know? <laughs> and so I was so I, I started growing a beer, and I was like, oh, this helps balance it out. You look good. It, it is yeah. a good balance. Good. Yeah, no, yeah.
2: I agree. You guys, look amazing. Thank you. When your beard grew in, did it grow in nice and even, or did you have, like, bold spots like I got on my face? You see no, these no. spots right here that it just won't grow in? You see these? Ooh. I have the same yeah. thing. Yeah. That's unfortunate. You see this? Yeah. It's like inbreeding or – It's <laughs> very, very <laughs> oh, close to that. Term. I don't know. So in front <laughs> like of – Inbreeding, about sums it up? <laughs> in, in
1: front of each one of us right now, we're holding – A new bar created by HeyBode.com. HeyBode. HeyBode. HeyBode.com. So, Amy, what is this? It's a bar that's body wash?
7: So what shocked me when I uh, asked for your information about how often you shampooed, the answer was once a week, once every other week. Ryan said once a week until his wife made him do it twice because she thought it was disgusting that he only did it once. So we have a bar for you guys to try. This is all in one. smells good. Yeah, hold that up, Rick. Does it? Shampoo, face wash, body wash, all in one in a bar. Because I thought all y'all travel a lot, so can't you get this through airport security easier too? I I think they
2: should rename it a A body just because. I might be messing it up. I don't know.
3: I
7: thought
2: that was a clever name, and then I
3: realized I don't know. But maybe it is. is.
7: Maybe it's B O D E. It's hey, we need BOD. to talk to so the then, marketing department. I've never, I've no. never used a bar
1: neither to shampoo I. Neither my neither hair. I. So mm. how I do it, I just use whatever my wife has in the shower. And how, whenever I think to shampoo my hair, I would say it's probably, I think I responded once a week, I'd probably shampoo my hair.
3: And mm. off of what you just said, as crazy as this is, like I said, I lost my hair. For some reason, whether it's habit, I still use shampoo on my head. A face soap and then regular like body soap on my. It makes zero sense. Shampoo like, on your head I, probably I just, won't like, dry why? it. I a soap would dry it. I don't right? know. Maybe, but I don't, actually I don't. The think, old days. I, I'm going to try this though because so you if I can use one bar for the whole thing. I mean right now. Yeah. I don't know we <laughs> can take the mics in the shower. <laughs> a little, let's just dump sparkling water. A little, give a little. a little. grit straight the table This is taking a turn. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying it's taking a turn. Do you
4: condition?
2: Deep. No, oh, I don't. Deep <laughs> you condition. Draw the line there. Yeah. Do you How about your your beard? Do you wash your your beard with shampoo?
3: No, I use my face soap.
1: I. Huh. So, so you guys, you guys counterintuitive all have your own products that you use like shower routine. I have one what? thing. The only one thing that I have, like that's my own product in our yes. shower, is Kiehl's Men's Body Wash. How's it smell? Fantastic, and it's like powerful. It's strong. Like when you honestly, you put this on, you feel like, yeah, this is
2: this is a man's product. You feel smell. Fantastic. How about, how about deodorant? Do you do, do you do? Are you like a natural, like a deodorant or an antiperspirant person? I don't do either. You do no
1: deodorant whatsoever. I'll put deodorant on, I maybe mean, like once every three months. No way. Yeah. you you, bad bad that? you. Like what like, night? What, what, what
2: night what do you do you do that? is that special occasion? I, I have no yeah. idea. That's a great question. Like randomly. Has it like this one? You know, you're gonna be riding the subway in New York. You're like, oh, where did deodorant today? I think it's just random, dude.
1: All of a sudden, I see it. I'm like, oh, I got deodorant. I'll throw
3: that on. How does a professional athlete sweat that much and not use deodorant at all?
1: Because honestly, it keeps your... So I think that's, that sweating flushes your system. So people that sweat all the time, like you are always... I eat healthy. I exercise yes. all day long. My system flushes itself daily. Mm-hmm. And I think that way you have less body odor. I think people that have bad body odor are very inactive and eat unhealthy. That's what
3: wh- That's what they say about anti-perspirants and us. sunscreen and whatnot. But They say it clogs your pores. So I, to your thing, Gavin, I don't use... Yeah any anymore because i feel like it's just rubbing on like cake batter but deodorant oh, I cake is, batter well, right. but not on delicious.
5: A, <laughs> <laughs> I see and that's delicious. why i don't wear it because if they, i they put on cake edible batter, you think it's delicious. So it's an edible but i
2: i actually if think it's it's keeping it in it's just i
4: do i feel like it's just mm. caked on you see what it does to t-shirts a month ago mm. i tried i i had read everything about how there's aluminum in mainstream deodorant so i went so Whole Foods got one of those non-aluminum deodorants. Tried it, and it doesn't work. What you mean,
1: so, so it doesn't work how? I,
4: I still sweat when I wear that, as compared to using a mainstream deodorant that actually is effective.
1: Maybe maybe that's why I don't wear deodorant because I'm gonna sweat regardless. Like but I run hot, so mm-hmm. like, and also during the course of a day, I'm training multiple like four or five hours in the course of a day. What's the point of having deodorant on? I'm just going to take that shirt off, put a dry one on, take that one yeah, off. Yeah, maybe
2: you're just not wearing a shirt long enough for it to get stinky. Yeah. Perhaps you smell like a bear. <laughs> he said you don't wear a shirt long enough for it to take effect. It explains or why may- the studio smells like onions right now. <laughs> yeah. or That's maybe maybe you shower twice a day.
6: You know, you shower in the morning, you go work out for 4
2: hours, you shower in the afternoon. You don't need to do yeah, it. You just have to four own a laundry so you can wash all those shirts off. Yeah. Well, what about you on stage, Gavin? Oh, you sweat up there it's right? oh, gross do
3: you put anything on it? you just say whatever I'm going to sweat anyway uh,
2: if, it depends it depends if I showered right before the show or not if I shower right before the show throw my stuff on then I won't bother because I won't be wearing the shirt longer than you know a couple hours so I'm going to smell you know what I mean so it really depends if I just hopped off the plane I'm on my way to the show and I'm not I'm not going to make it in time you know what I mean I, I, I've i it's you know it's cologne time it's you know <laughs> yeah mask <laughs> yeah I, sound like, I smell like a up there so (laughs) well the other thing i think
6: i feel like a lot of the the products that have come out for men are are more tailored towards uh, with a scent on it you know like now it's aftershave or beard grooming oils and all this type of stuff where and and that's kind of come more mainstream instead of Mm. instead of deodorant back in the day it was it was deodorant and that's it maybe aftershave you slap on your face but now it's okay it's it's beard oil or it's after shave lotion that's a lot of there. products there's a right? lot of things out there that you are hair goop or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it and so you don't need it because you already smell good or so technically mm-hmm. here's a question mm-hmm. for you guys
1: and also for our listeners for our guys listening um over or under would you have like four or five products like hair or shampoo or body lotion or like i have something to put in my hair i have keels body lotion i have cologne and toothpaste. That's about the extent of what
2: I'm running under. Wait a second. Does toothpaste anybody... count, because everybody has toothpaste. Okay.
1: So let's count that out. So let's say over or under. Do you have five products for personal hygiene? And it's not. It's not right or wrong. There's no right or wrong way. And and for our listeners, uh, email us at man at iheartradio.com. Let us know if you have lots. If you have fifteen, I have. There's somebody in my life that I don't want to name. He's probably got eighty-seven, and he can't live without all of them.
2: Well, I have another question. Can I, can I add to this? Yeah, hit me. Uh, is this is this the products you have at home or the products you travel with? They're the same. Are they the same products? Yeah. But in so smaller I'm, bottles.
1: Yeah. So I have a cologne. I have a cologne, a big bottle at home, and a small travel bottle.
2: Same se- same scent. That's yes, your exact thing.
1: exact same thing. Yeah, my wife see, buys it for me. See, exact I'm, a, same thing.
3: I'm a firm believer that your body gets used to things. So like deodorant, cologne, toothpaste. I'll have a couple options because I think after you use something for a long time, your body adapts to it, and you got to switch it up.
2: That he has a cool theory song. for everything. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: yeah. I have a theory fact, for why. Get you him work. a new why? microphone. <laughs> that one doesn't yeah. out can you out can you trade is a. Like,
1: he's changed his T-shirt three times. Put on two different watches. He's got this is a different drink. He's,
3: he's a still the first half of the show. This is a the guys drink? like do you use four ounce bottles because that's what TSA accepts?
5: Like, Absolutely. what are you so worried about travel size?
1: So, okay, what do you got? Over under five personal hygiene products at this table under under well tell Gavin what is your
4: what products do you have a regimen
2: yeah <laughs> changes
4: so you get out of the oh, shower whatever oh so what I've heard his reasons no. not
2: nothing you know the, the, uh, don't call me crazy crazy theorist over here <laughs> but uh you know you get out of the
4: shower what happens uh don't tell us what happens. I air, in the I air dry
2: Okay. I'm kidding. I uh, <laughs> What do I do? I mean, I, I have a few products. I use a, uh, I like a, uh, what do you call that, powder that's really like. Baby powder? Like, Gold bond? No, no, not that stuff. They say that's really bad for you, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Like, even if it's a hot day, don't don't sprinkle. <laughs> so,
5: you know, they have. Uh,
2: I you wish you that- guys could have seen the motion he said yeah. when he said, don't sprinkle.
3: He actually sprinkled.
2: He air-mimed yeah. sprinkling. I did a little bit. Yeah, you did. So uh, you know what what's that stuff called? It's got the uh, like the little uh, exfoliating uh, stuff, oh, right? Yeah. I use Ooh. that on my face oh, like a yeah. couple times a week. After the shower. That's in the shower. In the shower. Yeah. In. In the shower. Okay. I always maybe, wash my face last. Maybe that's why you can't. Because then my face pores will be most areas. open.
4: Oh. Is that why you can't I grow? agree. You wash the face last. Gotta wash the face last. Because you don't opinion. want the shampoo. If the shampoo gets on the face, then it's contaminating. You
1: yeah. always wash. That's the face right. I, f- I feel yeah, like. Don't right. you I, I feel the... like Ryan would be the most educated one in
2: this topic. Oh, he probably would be. That you look like I... you'd have your doctorate in this particular subject. He's a <laughs> <particular laughs> boy <subject.
5: laughs> mm. mm. <laughs> mm. oh, he... for beauty products. Hold it, Yarno. Get...
7: Ryan, why don't you explain to the guys that when I asked you about your hair, that you said after you wash it, it gets I sent
4: you the the lines from American Psycho, Patrick
2: Bateman,
7: flat and fluffy.
2: You don't oh, have no, to no. give that away the not, credit; yeah. you should take the
7: yeah. credit. I <laughs> said to Ryan, "How often do you wash your hair?" And he said, "I only like to once a week because it gets flat and fluffy." And yeah, no I, woman I started, listening understands what the. Heck I started you're
4: washing about. my hair more because my wife said that my pillowcase stunk, and I had to wash my hair more. So wash your sheets. Shit. Uh, yeah, we do, but like, so I've now upped it to like every other day recently, and it's it, we're working it out. I don't know that Ryan, the goal Ryan, is to you, have your Ryan. hair like you like beach hair. That's what I want, beach hair. You come you out of the ocean? Right now, you're yeah, so right. I, right I tried a my time like, near the ocean salt spray that uh, Dry Bar makes. Tried that; that gives a little bit of a texture to it. It looks good right now.
2: Thank I you. mean, nice waves.
6: What yeah, you need to do yeah. is you need to put one of these Heybody.com bars behind your pillow. <laughs> Then you don't have to wash your shit So are you gonna
1: try this bar in your hair? Or you got your thing dialed in where you're like, I'm liking my hair, I'm I'm I'm
4: willing to give it a shot. I have I have a routine when I get out of the shower though, that is a very standard routine and it involves it involves the face lotion and involves the hair product, which is a paste that involves some under eye cream because I got dark circles under my eyes like a raccoon. I got to get that going. Then we do a cocoa butter on the body. Oh cocoa butter is where it's at. If you have not tried it. I Seriously. have not.
6: I'm I, on it. Ryan wakes You're up at it? 4 a.m. Totally. to get to work Let's by night. let the cocoa
2: butter. <laughs> oh boy, oh, boy. So let me ask you a question. This is a weird question. Ears. Mm-hmm. What do you wash your ears with? A body soap, a face soap, or the shampoo? I don't think I wash my ears at all. Are they all not the same? I don't know. I mean, they have. Is this just because I was in locker rooms
1: the whole my whole life, where they just put something in the middle of the shower and you just ch- 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 into your hand and you use it for everything?
4: Well, let me ask you this: playing a professional sport. So in college, we, if a roommate, my teammate dropped the soap in the shower, you got he, behind him. <laughs> 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 Rallied. Sometimes he was a but rower. He, I mean, we what what we had this this ultimate philosophical debate soap was. Cool. If he dropped the soap in the shower, he said the soap is filthy, and he would throw it out. And I said, soap is the epitome of clean. You wash the top layer off, and you can use it again. What do you think? That,
1: that, uh, you lost me. Like, that is more than, I would just pick it up and use it. Who can cares? you tell me what epitome means? <laughs> <laughs> we got our producer, Danielle, here, who's going to ask a question, and the gentlemen are going to do their finest to answer it.
0: So it's not really a question, but more of a struggle I have with you guys. Um, so I'm married. I've been married for all of six months. Um, however, one thing I have found to be a common thread in all relationships I've ever had is that guys automatically resort to girls being crazy. That's what they say. And the word crazy makes girls crazy makes you. So
3: there is an underlying crazy already that we've tapped into Correct. the point.
0: And it's like, why can't guys just stop saying the word crazy?
3: Wow mm. I think who me, wants I, to if, touch that one you might have, i think I think it's because you act, as we know, women act differently than men, so to us that's not the natural instinct to act like that, so to us that's crazy, so I think when we say stop acting crazy, it's like we don't understand it, and I think when when you don't understand something you the, the easiest thing to do is to to you know kind of push it away or or make it seem like something that's not normal because if we say, that seems like a normal thing that you're doing, Danielle, keep you know I understand that you're acting very normal. Then that's calling myself crazy, and I'm not going to do that.
2: Okay. So I think by yeah, can I expound on that a little Please. bit? Please, I think also there's this other element where we say crazy because I think guys approach saying from what we we view as a logical standpoint. Boom, and you're trying we're trying to bring logic to sometimes an illogical perspective in our opinion, and so sort of like. Sometimes we feel like you're just looking to have an altercation because there's some things that we can't even we can't even fix or you know, that we have nothing to do with there'd just be something random and we try to address it and then you sort of Turned it into it's our fault that something else is happening and then we're just sort of like all right You're just crazy. I, 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 I gotta go for a walk. You know
1: Here, here's a question for you, Danielle Is it the is the word crazy a bit like a trigger just because one the word. million what was, percent? What if it was just like wild? You're acting so, wild. So here's right the thing, Would like that if you were
0: the if, same. If a guy were to come to you and say, you know, I don't necessarily agree. Like I, I see it a little bit differently, great. I'm so open to having that conversation. But when you say, eh, you're being crazy, then actually because you it's go dismissive. crazy. What if you totally. say you're being illogical? I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I actually, okay, so I actually so cringed it, when you said how, that. How, I, she's I gonna what like, she's not going to like this. if I bust out a
2: calculator and I say, this is what you said, this is what I said, this is the equation, and you're way off base, it should turn into this, you'd be totally offended. It's,
0: no, not necessarily. It's just the certain words that I guess, like you said, Dimitri, if you're being dismissive, I just wish guys like understood that women don't like they, I, well,
4: do you ever feel? First of all, the, the question in and of itself, I would say, is crazy. Uh, <laughs> but do you ever feel as if <laughs> you yes. are trying to pick a fight on purpose? Or
0: no, I think the guy's trying to pick a fight by calling me crazy. That's the thing. Well, I
4: don't think it starts off with him just going, "You're crazy." There was
3: something that came that you know preceded that, and that's it. Maybe where the crazy lies. Let's go to
6: Rick's, thing, Rick's been Danielle, married I, the longest here. What, Let's go. What to I you. Was, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was curious. Like, what what do you want to hear?
0: I just want to have a conversation instead of being dismissed. I think right. you hit the nail on the head with that.
1: I don't think you're being crazy. It's just this behavior, this act right now. Maybe you are. doesn't mean you are a crazy person, but it's also not a negative. Um, like, it's just a... Here's what it is. Okay.
7: We're emotional. Okay. We have feelings. Mm-hmm. We show them. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you all don't. You're just more pragmatic. And when you say what you mean, and we're like... Filled with emotion, so I'm
2: not the only guy who doesn't doesn't show emotion.
1: But there are. I think it's I, uh, back to your question, Danielle. I think there's trigger words for men too. There's words that, like, uh, I think of. I don't know if I can say these on air or not. But um, prick is probably not a word I would like to be called. Or a-hole. like, if I heard that from my significant other, I think that would would upset me a little bit.
3: So I think there are just words that, for men and
1: women, that are trigger
3: words. Gavin just wrote those words down. I think he's planning on using them for later. <laughs> I'm just gonna like
2: <laughs> I wrote them on the paper. I'm just gonna show him to him <laughs> once hand yeah. in a while. Yeah. Slide him over on the table.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna words. say you're a thousand percent right because um, just with you know my husband, he he's exactly like you. He does not like any of those words, mm-hmm. and if I were to ever say anything like that to him. He would have an issue with it, and yeah. he would have a big problem with it. And I, ge- I guess you know, guys have their own words, their own trigger words, and girls have their own as well. And I think I could speak on behalf of a lot of a lot of women that crazy is one of those words. Yeah.
3: I will say this: if I go home and get start talking to my wife, and I say, you know, I think I think you're being illogical, or I think this is, I think you're just not understanding, this, she will look at me and say, you're crazy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because if I if I try to talk to her, if I try to talk to her like a therapist, she's just like, whoa, 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 get out of here. You're the nuts one. So mm.
6: way too much emotion.
3: Uh, so I think um, I think maybe we should probably take a break on that one before it gets it's even more heated. Yeah. Danielle, <laughs> looks. Danielle's Danielle looking crazy. at us like she's as mad at us as she is at her husband. So
4: Gavin's crying already. It's I am <laughs> <laughs> such tears. Let's
3: take a break.
1: This is how men think, and we've t- covered a bunch of like different topics today—some funny, some serious—and we're going to dive into something um, really serious. Ready? This a little cliffhanger for you guys. I don't think anybody knows this question, but I want to ask you. It. And the reason I haven't told you anyone or told anyone this question is because I want an authentic answer from you. Gavin, we'll start with you.
5: Here we go, I'm putting you on the nice. hot seat, buddy. A you nice. can handle it. Okay. Uh,
1: okay. Here we go. What is one thing you are immensely excited about in your life, and what is one thing you are desperate to change?
2: Good God! The real Come we're going on. we're
1: getting in hey we're getting in heavy now. I Something you guys way
2: more capable of answering that than me. So no, I put Don't you in the hot stall. seat. Uh, okay, <laughs> well, what am I excited about? Uh, I'm I'm writing a record, so I'm excited about putting out a new record, and, uh, and so that's exciting to me. Going on tour um, the summer, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll go out and tour and, uh, you know, do what I do, you know I get an opportunity to basically, you know, do a hobby for a living So I'm lucky in that regard And uh, your other question was, what do I want to change?
1: What What's something you're desperate to change in your desperate
2: life? Desperate to change Good lord Man, I don't know, man There's a lot, there's a lot of little things, you know What's um, the
1: first one that comes to mind?
2: I need to find a dog sitter Ooh, Cop <laughs> out yeah. Thank, thanks on, for, man Thanks for peeling yeah. back yeah, the curtain right I,
3: can't. I, can't. I don't want to peel back all these yeah. layers right yeah. now I feel like I'm really getting another I mean, real gap of you know. What do I want to change You don't now? even have a dog No, it's pretty.
2: <laughs> they don't need to know that It sounded <laughs> profound <laughs> uh, I want to Well, I want to continue seeing more And not just driving Driving past things you know so being that I, I I do so much touring, um, I I feel like I miss a lot uh along the way. Um and so I mean I, I was telling some people I knew, I said, you know, I had gone by the I had driven by the, the Grand Canyon at least a hundred times and never seen it. Man. You know? And uh and so this past year I bought an R V and I and I drove out there with my you know, my best buddy and we uh we're like, yeah, man, we got to camp out here. He's like, he's like, never been to the the Grand Canyon. I said, no, he said, well, let's go, you know? And then I, uh, I did a little bit of road trip in, you know, in the RV and I, I, I've done two trips so far, uh, but I want to do a lot more of that just because I feel like we really get one go around here. And, uh, and I don't want to be the old man thinking, I I wish I would have done more, seen more, taken more risks. You know, a lot of people, they say, oh, you want to have a long life and all this and that. I want to have a long life. I want to have a fulfilling life more than I want to have a long life. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to be the last man standing all my friends. I want to have a great time. Wow. So uh, it's just Ooh. how I how I enjoy Good
1: it. Good for you, man. That is powerful. Yeah. I, yeah, I give, you, uh, Thanks, fellas. give you a round of applause for that. That's awesome, dude. I, I know what you're talking about because having... Traveled around for hockey. Yeah. You get there, you punch in, you play the game, and you're out. And, night, and you don't been get to the, see it. Right? Yeah, been to New York 30 times. Haven't done anything in That's this. Right. Yeah, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, then. man. But good for you for big recognizing time. that and then putting an emotion yeah, in your life time. to change it. Thanks, bro. Um, Dimitri, you're up, right, brother. What is one thing you're <laughs> immensely excited about in your life, and what's one thing you are desperate to change?
3: Hands down, I, th- I think the the one thing I'm excited about is my kids. Um, yeah, I come home, it doesn't matter what kind of day I had. I walk in the door, and the four of them come running, screaming, Daddy, and they give me a big hug. And I try and record it on my phone sometimes just because it's it's pretty, it's pretty a pretty amazing thing. Hmm. Um, but I end up tossing my phone aside because then I can really, you know, it sounds maybe silly, but then I can get my arms around all four of them. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's it's it is pretty amazing. and Like, sometimes they look up to me for things. Sometimes my son, who's six, he'll look at me, and he'll just kind of wink and give me a thumbs up out of nowhere, and it's like, it makes me feel like I'm doing something right because they're looking to me for, for you know, whatever, whatever it is. They know, they know that I'm there. And uh, the other the other night I was sleeping and one of them came in and, you know, I don't get a lot of sleep. But it was like one of them came in and woke me up. So the first instinct you think is to be like, why are you waking me up? Whatever you got to do, just do it. One of them came in and kind of whispered, dad, dad. I was like, yeah. And they said, I love you. And I was like, Come oh, man. On. So I was like, "Get back to bed! I'm trying to sleep (laughs) now. How dare you wake (laughs) me up? (laughs) Tell me in the morning for crying out loud!" Um, So that's definitely something that 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 keeps me going every day. Um, Good for you, man. That's awesome. So what was the other thing? What what am I? What's something you're desperate to change? Not just like something's nagging Something you're like, I I need to take action on this. Something I need to take action on is I've I've been living in in Los Angeles for a long time, and I've been working and i feel there, there it's it comes to a point sometimes and i think i feel like maybe a lot of people have this this thought but is this what i like you know you you make money but it costs a lot of money in a sense like sometimes i get that feeling where it's like i kind of like to be in a small town i like to maybe not worry so much about making money to 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 keep up and and it's not like i'm keeping up like i want to have these fancy parties and stuff i don't do any of that but you you gotta especially having that many kids you got to you got to make a lot of money to survive in that town. And and part of me thinks like maybe I should just find a slower paced life. And it's kind of what Gavin said. It's like, I want to, I want to make sure I'm not just running through life. I want to make sure I'm I'm seeing things and I'm, and I'm enjoying things. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times you, you get caught up, like, oh, I got to make this money. I got to pay this and I, oh, I got to do this. And it's like, sometimes I think about whether I should just kind of slow it down a little bit.
1: Gotcha. Or,
3: Dudes, we knock it out of this park. This
1: podcast becomes the best one on iHeartRadio. We make a ton of money. That's true. Hey, here yeah, we our boy, out. When by do the you way, get our
2: check. Yeah, now, when <laughs> do we get our check?
3: And you get deodorant.
2: Yeah, and I'll
1: get some deodorant out of that. This hey, yeah.
3: bo- this hey, body is fantastic. Yeah. By the way, oh, <laughs> smells so
1: good. Currently, doesn't have any representation in the <laughs> personal hygiene. He's available <laughs> there. Right.
3: He is available. Hey, Dimitri, uh, I think we could you know find a <laughs>
1: yeah. Middle ground. Uh, but I appreciate you sharing, buddy. Thank you for that. Uh, Rick, my man, what is one thing that you are immensely excited about in your life and what's one thing you are desperate to change?
6: You know, I, I probably have to echo the same sentiments as, as Dimitri, you know, and, and go into the kid realm of things. You know, our, my kids are both getting a little bit older, as we discussed on the show about, you know, getting into their teenage years. And, and for me right now, the most important part is guiding them through those important parts of that these ages of life, you know, and making sure they're going to re- make the right decisions when they get older. Uh, are, do we, can we control that? No, uh, but to me, it's, it's kind of coaching them and being, you know, before when they're little and they're Ryan's age kids, you know, it's more kind of, you know, hands on and you're changing diapers and you're doing whatever. And now it's, it's become serious things, right? You know, making the right decision whether you're going to go do something in, in a city or decide to t- take drugs or drink alcohol or whatever. And these are real life things that are coming yeah. in play with my son. Um, or all of our kids as they get a little bit older, and so I want to make sure that that I'm guiding them down the right path, um, and that's what's important to me. What would I change? Um, or what was the second question? I'm sorry.
1: What's one thing you are desperate to change?
6: Probably want to change my record that I'm I'm starting with Gavin. <laughs> I mean, Gavin my songs, wants to change that. My too. Songs, or lack <laughs> thereof. My songs, all the ones that I wrote, had a line right through it.
5: But, um, yeah. And I was asking
6: him what was going on with that, but he didn't have a good answer. Uh. Um, What would I change? You know, again, kind of echoing the same sentiments, and I feel like it's kind of maybe our age. You know, Dimitri and I, when we started talking about this podcast and, you know, started you know collaborating about everything, we really had kind of a bond and we were talking about our kids and our age and what we want to do and whatnot. And I think kind of trying to figure out a way to slow things down. You know, it is the grind every day, whether it's at mm. work or travel or whatever. And I love traveling and I do a lot for work. And, um, and I do get times where I cancel it but a bit, but it's taking your kids fishing, going on a trip, you know, enjoying a baseball tournament mm. in New York City or whatever that is. And that's what I want to try to, you know, you know, appreciate. Good so, for you, man. Yeah, thanks. Good for you. Ryan, what's one thing you're immensely excited about and what is
1: one thing you are desperate to change?
4: I am really excited about my upcoming record and my tour yeah. as well. It's just we just, all are. Just shameless
2: self-plugs <laughs> all around. Did you guys all start a band and not tell me? <laughs> Where do I buy uh, T-shirts from, yeah. from, from your merch? Store? Uh,
4: no, I, you know, I would say yeah, I have a second kid on the way and truthfully, you know, my dad was killed when I was younger. I grew up without a father. So having... A boy right now, and having a second boy along the way, is something that I, you know, my I was five and a half, and my dad was killed, and so it was, it was kind of a void in my life for a lot of my childhood. And so now, to be able to be a father to him and to do all the things, and even when you posed the question earlier about you know the birds and the bees talk, and you went around asking, it was awkward for me because I was hoping you didn't come to me. Because I never had the opportunity to even have that conversation. So Mm. it's just every moment that I went through in my own childhood, I now genuinely cherish those moments that I can have with my son and and really look forward to doing the things that I never got to do with my father. So I think that's something that's really genuinely exciting for me. Good
1: for you, man. Uh, That's Yeah, that's powerful.
4: So in terms of something I would change, I think – You know it's a lot of people echoed it already but it's it's really probably being more present and when i do come home from work it's it's i'm with my wife and i'm with my son i'm not on my phone and trying to be more present generally in life too it's like with social media it's not doing things for the photo to put on instagram it's like living life being more present and just enjoying the moments as opposed to feeling like you have to keep up with the Joneses, to to Dimitri's point, and this rat race that we all feel like we're living an Instagram life and everyone has to one-up the next person and be more present.
1: Yeah,
2: wow, amazing.
4: Very heavy. Gavin's
2: crying again. I know, (laughs) guys. (laughs) All right, now it's my turn to ask Mr. Brooks here. Uh, What's the one thing that uh, you're excited about? I mean, you, you've done all this, uh, yeah. inquisition.
1: Yeah. Um, I am immensely excited about opportunity in my life right now. Mm. So coming out of professional sports, played 15 years, professional hockey. And now, and it's, it's what I realized when I got out of it was how suppressive it is on other areas of your life. You mm. are so micro focused on winning a Stanley cup your whole life revolves around that. How you eat, sleep, train, your relationship, everything revolves around you winning. Mm -hmm. And that suppresses a lot of other things in your life. Um, Other things you want to do, other projects of service, being able to travel. Mm -hmm. the world, these kinds of things, time with family, Mm -hmm. and I'm excited about the opportunity that I now have to dedicate time, energy, resources to those things, Um, one of them being this podcast. I'm excited for how we're going to serve and help and impact um, men and women across the world. Mm -hmm. I'm super excited about this, have high-level conversations, get to know you guys some more, have some laughter for sure. Um, and then the other thing I'm really excited about is I have a, a fitness app, a workout app called Open Gym where I'm sharing all of my knowledge that I've accumulated through professional hockey and athletics um, and have a training program that I'm sharing with everybody um, that is into athletics, into fitness. My mom does it. It's for professional athletes or for general fitness. My mom does some of it and I have some other friends that are professional crossfitters or professional yeah. athletes that do it mm-hmm. as well. So. Becoming an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. building that. Mm -hmm. Being we, in this part the dog
2: fetching uh, element of the, the uh,
1: oh, workout routine. From there. the deadlift? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a little add on. Um, if anybody he, saw He had right. it on
2: his uh, his Instagram. He was doing, uh, he said, oh, I'm playing, uh, what do you say? I'm, I'm, I'm working out with the dog today. And he was playing fetch with the dog while he was doing, like, what do you call those? Deadlifts? deadlifts. Like yeah, that. <laughs> you know what those are. You do those all the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah. I love those. Those are for uh, my uh, whole body and strength in <laughs> <and> my <laughs> lifestyle. <for> my, <laughs> from my Herculate Her- that figure figure yeah there you go uh but that's what i'm excited i'm excited about
1: opportunity and freedom of opportunity Mm -hmm. uh and then i'm also very blessed to be married to the most amazing woman in the world so great um living in l.a is fantastic Mm. love that um many things in my life to be excited about Mm -hmm. um the one thing that i'd be desperate to change i would say would be some bitterness and resentment towards my sport for mm. being done sooner than I figured I would be. Mm. Um, some relationships in the sport of some things that happened to me, with me, mm-hmm. um, with some people that made some decisions revolving, or involving my career and Who my do I need life. to kill, Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll sic you on them, buddy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you might have to I'll do a few out. deadlifts <laughs> before you go <laughs> take anybody
1: you down. Feel, I got this, <laughs> I got this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll sic you on them. Um, but also along with that, 35 years of my life was dedicated to professional Hockey to winning a Stanley Cup and so when I got the phone call that said you've been released and your career is over Mm. There's a tremendous a tremendous loss of purpose sure and you don't just go from doing the thing You love most in the world to now doing something. That's okay, right? So for the last year it's been trying to find something that lights me on fire that I'm like let's go I can't wait to do this. Let's go and I'm finally starting to find that purpose um, with open gym um, and then also with this podcast, I think is going to be a large part of that. Cause mm. I really want to do something to serve an impact. Absolutely. Um, and so changing, finding that new purpose in life. Um, so I'm not the rest of my life. I don't want to be, I was a hockey player. Sure. I want to say I am a. Yeah. Win. And you're not a can kicker,
3: not a can kicker. You know, No. Yeah. so, um, well done. yeah, so that's it. Great. Well, That's maybe evil. we can get your people's choice award. It's no Stanley Cup, but we'll, we'll go what? for that. With I don't the podcast. Even know what that is. It just means people like you.
1: Okay. <laughs> for, a pod- for a podcast for okay. podcast. I think a team choice award. Yeah, yeah, but really people, but old guys, people, yeah, yeah. guys, I mean, yeah. come on. I have no idea. Amy, you'll have to educate me on what this kind of stuff is. Uh, but I appreciate you guys. That was our first podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. how well men done, think? Well done, fellas. Well done, fellas. Um, we appreciate appreciate everyone listening and if you have any insight feedback comments questions for us any of us send them to men at iheartradio.com we'll always answer some questions on the show we're here as a vessel to serve you guys so round of applause for you good sirs we did it we made it through the first one
5: absolutely
4: (laughs) well done awesome well done
1: Hey guys, it's Brooks. And one last thing before you take off, we want to know your thoughts, feedback, insights, and questions for us on this show. Send us an email at men at iheartradio.com and follow along with us on Instagram at HowMenThinkPodcast. And we'll see you back right here next week for the next episode.